Hey out there to all people, and incompetent carnies, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy that would love to turn into a chipmunk, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? Oh my gosh, Brandon, I'm doing good. I literally forgot, like you said, turn into a chipmunk, and I was like, huh? And I was oh yeah, because it's been a while since we recorded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same thing happened to me. I was like, what was last episode? Haunted Mask 1? It's been so remember. long. I was like, yeah, we went old story, and then we had like four weeks off. <laughs> oh yeah, Barking Ghost. <laughs> yeah, full disclosure, it's been a while since we've recorded. It has, yeah. has. I went on yeah. vacation so, last week. Yeah, what have you been up to? Girl, I went down to Florida. It was pretty great. Oh, snap. Yeah. I went there for a week, went to Disney, went to the beach, uh, went to Clearwater. Did you know, so we went to like an animal rescue area. Do you remember the movie Dolphin Tale? I I remember of it. I, I was going to say like your silence says it all. It's that story about that dolphin that like doesn't <laughs> have a tail and then Morgan Freeman attaches a mechanical tail to it so it's an android dolphin do you remember it now oh dear lord so it's like free willy but mixed with terminator yeah as far as i know there was a sequel where um there's a different dolphin that can turn liquid i think (laughs) not sure i didn't watch it or the first one okay how many like killer robot superhero dolphins are they making here is this like an avengers thing where there's like five killer robot dolphin movies and then in the next one they're like all right let's form a team God, I hope so. Um, you know, Echo the Dolphin. Echo the Dolphin, I think I've said it on the podcast before. Great Dolphin <laughs> from the Sega Genesis era. Time travels. I think that started it all. That really uh, was the inspiration for yeah. uh, Dolphin Tale. You're on record with your love for Echo the Dolphin. I know, right? Echo the Dolphin just like inspires me to go visit the dolphin from... Well, you know what, Brandon, I gotta say, the, the dolphin from Dolphin Tale, they, they don't, they died. Um, her name was Winter, and she oh. passed away last year. Oh. Rest yeah. in peace. I know. Anyway, that was my week. <laughs> Gosh. How about you, Brandon? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. Just jam-packed. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you were having fun yeah. on a timely road trip to a theme park, I... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was uh just sick just here sick you're just because uh i've been sick i'm pretty sure non-stop for like six weeks now yeah you were sick when we were recording an old story maybe <laughs> like, yeah you betcha and it hasn't stopped since then and it's like different sicknesses that are coming and going but there's like no downtime between them so i never get to be like hey i'm feeling all right it's just Boom, here's another thing. So That'd be cool if like your body could absorb it and then you could use it as a defense mechanism against the sickness. But you're just always sick. Yeah, if I'm like building up uh, a perfect immunity, like mm-hmm. that would be alright, but it feels like I'm just dying. Damn. Well, I hope you don't die because I don't have another podcast host to go over all these episodes. <laughs> That's what I'm concerned about. Uh, yeah, that would be rough. I wouldn't want to leave you alone. <laughs> To watch Horrorland. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I mean, God, I'd have to switch things up. I'd have to do like a... Well, I can't do a Boy Meets World podcast now. The damn Ryder Strong's doing one, but... You know. <laughs> yeah. That market's <laughs> like, closed. Gone forever. Like I always say, Brandon, step one of making a, a successful podcast is, is to be famous. <laughs> yes, it really is. And like, we, we talk about this... 
pretty much every single day. But uh, yeah, tell me like more. all these podcasts where it's the cast of the TV show talking about the TV show. Yeah. It's like, well, damn, now no one else can do that. Pretty much. I mean, Office Podcasts, rest in peace. You got Office yep. Ladies. You Sorry. Got... It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has been taken. Oh, no. Scrubs. It's gone. Scrubs is gone. <laughs> yep. Uh, at least we're free. Nobody's going to do, right? We're, we're safe, right, Brandon? <laughs> I don't know. R.L. Stein, he's going to be out <laughs> Yeah, he there. already has a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be like, man, look at me in that intro. I was a maven. Guy, it's me. I'm R.L. Stein. I wrote, first of all, the Goosebumps book. Second of all, I'm That's... the reason for the season because you listen to me. <laughs> I'm R.L. Stein. I'm the author of the Goosebumps books and the star of the Goosebumps TV show. And also, I do a Goosebumps podcast. I do Goosebumps And I'm here to talk with my <laughs> was, co-host, Joe Rogan. I was, oh, my God. I was portrayed by Jack Black in the, the Goosebumps books movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, R.L. Stein. Don't worry. I'll cut most of that out for you. Um, Good. But <laughs> I, I really do love R.L. Stein. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. I, I would wish he was my dad. Um... <laughs> we should oh we should move on we have another we, we should probably talk about this show huh yeah it's been like five and a half minutes all right so today we're talking about one day at Horrorland. yeah that one and this i mean i guess it's it's considered like a big one but uh it's it's different it's different than uh everything else <laughs> Yeah, so we watched part one of Welcome to Horrorland. Here's the thing, Brandon. Um, I hear great things about Horrorland. Uh, it's one of those ones everybody remembers. Everybody wants to be talk about Horrorland. I don't really know why, though. Um, this episode was really fucking boring. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> this episode, I, I can't even really say this episode is set up for part two. <laughs> Okay. Uh That's this episode cool. exists. It's it's definitely an episode of Goosebumps. I like the part where they dunk on uh Zoo Gardens like six times though. It's pretty good. Oh, Zoo Gardens gets its <laughs> gets its <laughs> mention. Is that a real thing? No, I mean Bush Gardens is, but I don't think Okay, is that meant to be a play on that? I think so, yeah. I don't okay. Know. So yeah, story wise like Obviously, it's a it's a two parter. So the first part is going to be kind of boring. That's how it's been. I don't think there's been a really great, solid first part to a two parter. No, but this one just kind of panders for a really long time in places, and it kind of could have been a one parter. Based on what I'm seeing here, a lot of parts where they're just kind of talking, there's a bit of back and forth that does not need to be this long. And um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely could have been one part. And the last time on Goosebumps episode in part two pretty much covers everything you need to know from this part. So this oh. episode doesn't need to exist at all. If you, yeah, you want to just, <laughs> well, how about we just skip a week and we'll watch part two and then we'll just come back. Sound good? All right. Well, talk to you next week, Cortland. Right. Bye. It's your boy. See ya. Click. <laughs> oh, you know what? Speaking of that, we don't get to see our boy in this episode, which I think that frumpled me first. I want to see my yeah. boy, but he never makes another appearance, does he, Brandon? No, he'd had enough of Goosebumps at this point. God damn it. God damn it, Arnold Stein. The TV show, because he sure wrote like 90 oh. more books. I mean, he's literally writing books now, so yeah. Yeah. Listening to this podcast, he's working on another book. God damn it. He's getting our, our he's getting ideas from us. 
No, no, I'd be cool with that. If you used me for inspiration, Arlstein, I would be okay with it. Use me for anything, Arlstein. Let's start. Let's start talking about the show now. Okay. Or we will be here forever. I know. This is what happens. We had one whole fucking week off, and now we're just jibber jabbering, <laughs> chatty Cathy's, chatting up like the old gals. We're a mess. <laughs> We've lost. We've lost our rhythm. Our Coleman. momentum has been whooshed out of our sails. I'm kidding. Okay. Except for how you're sick all the time. Let's go. All right. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, This episode begins in what looks like an abandoned wasteland. Yeah, right. This isn't horror land at all. No, it's weird. Kind of. A car is sitting in the middle of nowhere with seagulls swarming all over. Somebody put the french fries out the window. (laughs) Yeah, I loved doing that. I won't lie. Me too. A girl's voice says, Dad, are we lost? And in classic dad fashion, he says, No, we ain't lost. I'm not asking for directions. I don't do that. Well, first of all, you don't have to ask. You're very clearly lost. He can't ask for directions. There's nobody around him except for seagulls. Yeah, seagulls know the way to the sea. That's about it. Exactly. Is this like a play on um, a Christmas vacation? No. What's the one with Chevy Chase where they go to like Wally World? Is it a play on that? Vacation? Yeah, that. Yeah. Sorry, I know Christmas vacation better. Christmas vacation is the best one. Well, I feel like they're trying to evoke something like that, because the first thing I thought when I saw the dad was like, oh, that's like a poor man's Chevy Chase. Yes. Yeah. He really is. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's a family on a road trip to a theme park. That's that's very vacation. Yeah. All yeah, right. That's where we start. We R. start Stein. in a familiar copyright strike in a familiar setting, and then it moves to something else. OK, tell me more. We're inside the car now, and from the back seat, a boy says, Getting hungry. Are we almost there yet? Dad ignores that first part and tells his son, You know the rules. Don't keep asking me if we're there. You'll know we're there when we're there. Classic dad. Yeah, he's very classic dad all the way. Especially where he, like, doesn't love his kids. Well, I mean... Classic dad. (laughs) An inspiration to all us dads out there, right? (laughs) Yes, he's the role model that I uh, live my life inspired by. The teenage girl in the back, named Lizzie, says, It's boiling back here. She's like, my belly is seared to the buckle of my (laughs) seatbelt. Dad like, shut up, kids. Yep. There's so many scenes in these episodes (laughs) where the dad, well, the dad and the mom are just like, shut up. Like, stop having problems. They're not good parents. Yeah. They kind of suck. Mom, dabbing sweat from her face with a cloth, says, Well, if your dad had gotten the car fixed, we might have working AC. Mm -hmm. Dad gives a sarcastic smile and then goes back to his map, saying, I don't get it. Zoo Garden should be right here. Did you ever have to, like, locate things on a map and then drive to them? No. I had to do that a couple of times. It's one of the most nerve-wracking things, looking at a map while you're on, like, the highway and being like, is it this exit? I don't fucking know. Uh, it's too late. And then you're just, like, gone down the road for a couple extra miles. It's stupid. I hate maps. So glad we have GPS these days. Yeah, I mean, we've had GPS for a while. Like, when did this happen? Um, 2002, maybe? 2001? Okay. Okay, I forget. It was a little while ago. Lizzie says, It's probably one of those lame zoos that only have sheep anyway. Womp, womp, womp. Fuck sheep. That's the... Sheep are the worst. Okay, well, phrasing, but uh, (laughs) yeah, sheep suck. 
Oh my god. They're not the worst, so I love sheep. They're cute. Lizzie's brother, Luke, tells her, It sounded cool. Don't they all, Luke? Mom begs again for Dad to ask for directions, but he refuses again. Luke starts whining that he wants to see Zoo Gardens, and reminded Mom and Dad that they promised. Oh no. This is why you never make promises to your children. They'll use them against you. Especially if you're a terrible parent, because you'll definitely break them. (laughs) And that's enough to settle it. Dad says, we're right. We did promise. And your mother and I are not going to let you two kids down. If Zoo Gardens is out there, we're going to find it. Dad just floors it. He's just driving in a direction. Doesn't matter. Fuck seagulls, I'm out. Fuck seagulls, fuck sheep. Okay. (laughs) We transition to the family car driving down a country dirt road. From the end of the road, we see a bright light, and then goddamn fireballs start shooting toward the car. Cortland. Yeah. What the uh, hell? Fireballs, I don't... Very odd, just driving down the road and fireballs come out of <laughs> Dad, like, struggles to swerve out of their way. Why are there fireballs? I don't know. Just to catch their attention, I guess, you know? I don't, I don't know. I can't tell you. Really. I guess. I, I don't know. And even knowing the context of everything that's going to happen, I don't understand why there would be <laughs> fireballs actively, like, shooting cars coming toward them. Yeah, it makes no sense. So I don't get it. No. Okay. <laughs> Mom gasps loudly as the car swerves left and right to avoid the barrage of flaming projectiles. Yep. When they get closer to the source of the fireballs, we see the head of a horned demon-looking creature floating in the air. Yeah, the head of fucking Satan is just, like, there shooting fireballs? I'd be like, alright, yep, devil's real, hell <laughs> is real, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta repent yeah. for my sins or something, I don't know. There's no time for zoo gardens anymore. The end is near. Yeah, yeah. I would automatically assume I was one of the ones that didn't get raptured. I wouldn't know. We're out in the middle of nowhere. You know, the seagulls didn't get raptured. So Yeah, that's why they don't see any other people. They've all been taken to heaven except the Morris family. Wow. All right. Look at that. We're getting the real deets of this episode. (laughs) The demon thing kind of warps and wiggles for a bit before fading out of existence. And then the family freaks out, right? No. Oh. Uh, they're sure? just like, oh, that happened. <laughs> they're very, very calm afterwards of having <laughs> been bombarded with fireballs and then seen the literal devil, as far as they know, <laughs> right? And, yes, uh, right. And they're just like, huh, this is an amusement park, you guys, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the head fades away, we can see three signs on the road. The first one says, Welcome to Horrorland, where nightmares come to life. Mm-hmm. The next one says that the main entrance is 100 yards ahead. And the last one says, Drive forward if you dare. Oh my god. Dad looks back at his map and says, Well, what is Horrorland? Luke responds, It's an amusement park. What else? And I bet the rides are scary. Let's go. Can we? What a great idea, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been good so far. They they haven't even made it to the entrance and they've been, <laughs> almost been murdered. <laughs> Mom questions the safety of the place, which, you know, that's fair. Sure. But Luke, based on less than nothing, assures her that it will be safe. She says, "I thought you wanted to see Zoo Gardens." And Luke tells her, Who wants to just see a bunch of stupid sheep? 
Yeah, he said, fuck zoo gardens. I want fireballs. <laughs> fuck sheep. <laughs> fuck everything. <laughs> Dad decides that anything is better than sitting in the car arguing all day. Let me rephrase that for you, Brandon. Hold on. He, Dad says anything's better than sitting in his car with his stupid fucking family. He's got to get out of here. <laughs> he can't be spending time with his family. Yeah, I've got to get to the beer tent. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. I did, though. I did. <laughs> so they drive forward towards Horland. They drive through a little low-budget-looking archway marking the entrance to the park, and a little gargoyle statue sits on a pillar. When the car passes, its eyes glow red, and it starts laughing evilly. Uh, my favorite part about this statue is that, like, the camera zooms over to it, and it starts going, <gasps> like, really loud. But the, the windows to the car are completely um down, so, like, the, the statue doesn't even wait until they're, they're gone. It's very like, hot. It could, the family could hear it being all like, <laughs> stupid family got hit with fireballs and aren't coming in anyway because they're dumb. Fools. My favorite thing is that the sign on that gate says Horrorland in Harry Potter farm. It sure does. Yeah. <laughs> it is great. The family pulls into the parking lot, which is actually very empty besides just a couple of cars that look abandoned with doors still open and like vines coming out of them. So they've been there a while. I like that. I like that imagery. I think that's cool. Yeah. Once again, this is like a post-apocalyptic wasteland mm -hmm. as far as we know. There's a sign that says, if you are visiting Horrorland, park here. Which oh, is like the most okay. useless, redundant sign ever. Yeah, I feel bad that it's they It's the Horrorland that. parking lot. We get it. <laughs> so Dad parks right in the front, in front of the sign. And as the family gets out, there's a quick shot of underneath the car, mm -hmm. where we see that they parked on top of a manhole cover. That was dumb. Never do that. When the family runs ahead to see the park... We cut back to the manhole cover, which opens up, and a big monstrous-looking hand pops out. The family runs into the park, and Mom starts raising some concerns. Dad tells her, it's an amusement park. What's the worst that can happen? Say that every day, Mom. And we cut back to the manhole cover, and now that hand is placing some giant beeping tracking device-looking thing under the car. Yeah, the loudest, beepingest tracking device. They're always so loud. I gotta say, Brandon... And tracking, tracking. <laughs> when I seen that happen, I was like, I wonder if this is gonna pay off, or if this is gonna get ignored. I kinda hope it just gets completely fully ignored. <laughs> that would be great. It'd be pretty funny. Just be like, huh, we forgot about that bomb that we put on their car. <laughs> Hello. I've seen Casino, I know what happens next. Oh, I haven't seen Casino. Don't spoil it. Oh, spoilers. My bad. The family gets to the ticket booth, and they see a sign above it that says, The Horrorland Horrors Welcome You to Horrorland. Oh my god, shut up. Shut up, horrors. Say that ten times fast, Cortland. No. <laughs> okay. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I don't even want to say it once. Lizzie turns to her parents and says, What's a horror? What's a scary? You remember when Kristen <laughs> said that one time? What is a scary? <laughs> what a stupid question. <laughs> oh my god. Mom, what's a horror? What is horror? And she says, well, R.L. Stein, let me throw out some Goosebumps books here. I'll introduce you to horror, Lizzie. <laughs> Mom shrugs. She doesn't know what a horror is. Fine. Mm. Me neither. Dad looks into the empty looking booth and says, Hello? And after no one answers two times, Mom says, oh, maybe they're closed. Well, seems pretty legit. Yeah, right. Probably I mean, closed. the gate was open, but... 
You would think that an amusement park would want to take people's monies, but you know, whatever. I don't. Who am I? Disneyland sure. I mean, no one's in the parking lot, so they're either closed or very unsuccessful. This is exactly what happened when I went to Disney, uh, except for the fact that there was like a hundred thousand fucking people right in front of me all the time. So, same thing basically. Yeah. (laughs) Just then, a horned gremlin-looking monster in an American flag getup jumps up from behind the desk, startling everyone. Oh, yeah, he does. He's got a bow tie that has stars on it and everything. Okay. Yes. He is uh, out there representing. I don't know why. Because they're not in Canada anymore, Brandon. (laughs) They just want you to know, like, this isn't Canada, trust me. Guys, this is not even Canada. This is not Canada. Dad is not a boot to do nothing. It's all good. (laughs) Um, Makeup-wise, looks really good, though. I love it. (laughs) A lot. I mean, yeah, it's it's a mixed bag with uh, some of these these horrors, but the ones that are close up, I feel, look pretty decent. The horrors range from like really good, really well detailed, like demonic monsters to kind of like you know Cantina Star Wars extras a little bit. Yeah, some of them have like yellow painted eyes, like mm-hmm. painted right on the rubber mask they're wearing. And some of them have human eyes. Yeah, very odd. The monster tells the family, Welcome to Horrorland. The kids compliment the dude on his great costume. And the monster's like, Aw, thank you. (laughs) I know, I was like, that's sweet. Okay. Yeah. It's a nice first impression. Other than the fireballs. Oh yeah, right. That was an accident, right? (laughs) Dad starts digging his wallet for the cash for the tickets. And the monster tells him, no, put that away. You're our guest. Not a very good Every dad loves a good deal, so you know dad's happy. That's like the theme of this episode. Pretty much. They just want to get stuff. <laughs> I mean, getting free stuff is pretty sweet. I gotta say, though, my I think my favorite part about this whole thing is that uh, dad and the fam weren't like, Hey, didn't I see you uh, being Satan a minute ago? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm jogging my memory here. Didn't, didn't you, you throw try fireballs? <laughs> Weren't you when uh, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> trying to send my soul into eternal damnation or something? <laughs> but no, none of that. Out of sight, out of mind, until it's in That's their just sight. Like, and free tickets? Yeah. <laughs> that, forgives, that forgives every murder attempt. Free tickets to this prestigious theme park I've never heard of? I can't wait. That's all just in a forest and it's really boring looking. Let's do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's roller coasters in the background when they drive up to it. Guess what we don't see in this episode? Roller coasters. None of them. Roller coasters or pretty much anything other than like shabby looking tents with hand painted <laughs> signs on them. <laughs> I'd be so mad if uh, I didn't pay money for this. <laughs> the monster tells the family to enjoy Horrorland and to have a scary day. The family takes two steps toward the park and they are startled again by another horned green goblin looking monster in a purple robe standing in the path. Uh-huh. He's holding a decapitated woman's head, and he's just casually like, Oh, hello, first time in Horrorland? I mean, you would know. (laughs) The head turns toward the family and says, Stay off the guillotine ride! Sharp turns! (laughs) Good one, right? (laughs) Good one, head. (laughs) The monster tells the head to shut up and reminds her of the rules. (laughs) Then he tells the family to ignore her and says that she always sticks her neck out where it doesn't belong. 
Good one. Luke thinks that that joke is pretty funny, but Mom is uh, kind of disgusted. I do like the part where they walk away, and he's like, I told you not to talk to fucking strangers, and then she's like, but I wanted to, or whatever. Like, Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. I think that the effect of the, the head looks pretty good. Like, it, it transitions from just, like, a woman's head green-screened, well, her body green-screened away, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To him just carrying a, a prop head pretty right. seamlessly, where it just looks like he's carrying around a head. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. So if you, if this were a situation where that head was a live person, you know, and he was holding it by the hair like that, wouldn't that hurt her, or would it be not that bad? It probably would still hurt. Um, not necessarily. Not Mm. like I'm sure uh, he wasn't like pulling it hard. I mean, I probably sitting there bobbing it up and down and stuff. You know, I would be. That's all I want. Well, she's a professional. I fucking yo-yo everything I can. If you saw that, if you saw someone carrying a head and it was like talking and emoting like a human and not just like a mm-hmm. Furby or yeah. something, would you be like, huh, pretty good effects? Or would you be like, oh, fuck. Um, I have a question before I answer this. Did I just sure. see Satan throw fireballs at me? <laughs> or? <laughs> um, let's say yeah. Then yeah, let's I get the fuck out of there. <laughs> I guess all bets are off once you see Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of changes the tone for the rest of the day. Right, yeah. If Satan literally throws fireballs at me, like, I'm definitely not going to go in that direction. I'm going to go away. The family continues into the park, and they see a sign with all sorts of destinations on it. Vampire Village, the House of Mirrors. Okay. Dad tells the kids, I want you to have a good time, but you need to stick together. All right. Mom is like, you're letting them go off on their own? And dad tells her, they'll be fine. Trust me. How old do you think these kids are? I'm going to say Lizzie is 14 and Luke is 12. Okay. I agree with that. Uh, we would have went off on our own at 12. so yeah, Definitely. Right. Like, uh, you know, mom's just worried. But uh, dad, I wouldn't say dad trusts them as much as dad doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He tells the kids, meet your mother and I back here in one hour. And the kids say okay and run off. All right. One hour is nothing in a theme park, Cortland. That's, uh, I, I waited in line at Animal Kingdom and the safari ride for two hours and ten minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't even get to a ride in one hour. No. But let's see what happens. There wasn't anybody in the parking lot, so maybe it'll be easy. Yeah, true. We get some Goosebumps creeper cam of the two kids walking down the path, and we hear some loud breathing and giggling. <laughs> The kids hear some howling off in the distance, and they look around, and then they just start laughing. Uh, Yeah, this part's weird. They just kind of walk down the trail, and they're like, oh my god. (laughs) And then they go, and they check out the the open pit for a second, and they giggle about it. And they're like, let's go. This is worse. It's really weird. I don't really understand the motivation behind this scene. Another mom, dad, and daughter start coming from the other direction, And the little girl is almost in tears and holding her stomach. Her mom is like, dude, shut up. It's only a ride, sweetie. So there is other people. This is like the first sign that... Yeah, uh, there's three other people. They're not like the last humans alive. (laughs) That These people also didn't get raptured, yeah. Yes, these people are also terrible. (laughs) Lizzie says the rides here must be so intense. Just then, another green-horned monster runs out from the woods and tells the two... Get out while you still can. You shouldn't be here. It's not safe. Okay. Then he runs back into the woods again. 
Yeah, he's just like, and that's that. Surely they'll listen to me. <laughs> Lizzie is left asking, what do you mean? But, you know, he's gone. Um, how about Lizzie... <laughs> you know what? Never mind. I Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> What's a horror? What could he possibly have meant by this telling me to get away and leave the whole horror land? What did he do? Okay, so this guy wants them to leave, and I completely forgot that this scene existed. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any chance that Satan at the beginning was this guy trying to stop them? Uh, that's a I don't think so. <laughs> Let me go look. Hold I on. don't think so either because he was trying to murder them. <laughs> that's a <laughs> and, that's a whole big layer that uh you know don't think it correlates with it. It might be though, because like when they come in there, you get, there's this part where like a hand reaches out from behind a tree while they're driving up. That could be him too, but I don't I don't know. That's too much, Brandon. Okay, I don't want to give this episode that much credit. All right, what's a horror? I don't know. Luke says, "Wow, they really try to scare you in this place." He sounds not so sure as he tells Lizzie, "That's what they do in this place. They just try to scare you, right?" She says, yeah. Yup. Yeah, for once you're right. They decide to actually try to get on a ride and run further down the path. But the first one that they try to go to is blocked by a locked door. Shit. From behind them, a horned monster appears and says, Hey, welcome to the House of Mirrors. Come this way. But reflect before you enter. No one may see you again. And he laughs. Ah, good one, horned monster. So this tells me that at the beginning... They saw the two signs that said Vampire Village and House of Mirrors. Yeah. And they went towards the House of Mirrors? Yeah. You know, they're like Vange, you know, in uh, Playworld or wherever the fuck that Silver Sight amusement park thing was right. They like the mirrors, okay? That's silly. I mean, Vampire I would, Village I would, sounds so cool. I'd go to Vampire Village. Vampire Village, here's the thing. We're not kids anymore, so Vampire Village is probably where, like, the gift shop is and stuff. And, like, oh, it, mom and dad didn't give these kids no money. They don't, I mean, uh, not that Snooze they know though. that. Yeah. So, like, who wants to go shopping when you can go into a house of mirrors? <laughs> Whoa, it's like your bathroom, but crazier. <laughs> There's a couple more in there. Yeah. I used to have, like, a triple <laughs> mirror set up in my bathroom, speaking about that. And I would, like, I would, like, open up the... the the medicine cabinet and create an infinite void of mirrors so yeah mirrors can be pretty cool brandon all right no more shade about mirrors thank you thank you hey there everybody Cortland here your good buddy and your favorite little horror thank you so much for joining us today whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we've got I just thank you so much for spending some time with us. First off, I'd like to say Happy Canada Day and Happy Fourth of July. Looking to help support our show and get access to some sweet bonus content? Become a patron at patreon.com slash private island. We have tiers starting as low as a dollar a month, and that'll get you instant access to our early release episodes the moment I'm finished editing. Higher tiers get more stuff like stickers, behind-the-scenes videos, bonus episodes, and more. I like to post at least once a week, sometimes twice, depending on the content we're getting, so... Plenty of things up there. I think there's about 150 or so posts on there for you to enjoy now. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, LeBron's Beth, Tristan, Sarah, Redemption, Eddie, and Venice Witch, the Silver Goth, Stephen, Shane, Matt, Gerilyn, Aaron, Brittany, Kyle, and Lindsay, the Golden Day Days, Sarah, Matt, Faith, Derek, and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. 
I've been streaming a lot lately, and I would love for you to stop by and say hello. You can check me out at twitch.tv slash privateislandc. I've been playing mostly Dead by Daylight, but I actually also just picked up House Flipper, and it has been so much fun. I, I love hearing chats like interactions with me. They recommend colors to paint the walls or just stuff to buy and decorate. I always take their advice. We are all over social media, so join us on our Facebook page by quickly searching for us, or follow us on Instagram at Private Island Presents, and on Twitter at PRVT Island. We post content for every episode we cover. We've got GIFs, memes, videos, just so much entertainment available for you. Every Wednesday night, I hope you join me in watching full-length episodes of Goosebumps over on Instagram. They're a ton of fun, and we usually get a pretty big turnout, so come and join us. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show. Aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks again for listening in. You all mean everything to Brandon and I, seriously. For now, I'll let you get back to the show, and I will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Luke asks the monster if the House of Mirrors is scary, but the monster just nudges them closer to the door. Once they're in, he laughs some more. Uh, that's what I do, yep. Inside, there's a montage of normal oh, Funhouse Mirror shenanigans. The kids are laughing, having a good time, like making themselves tall and fat, whatever. It's boring. Then Luke starts to run ahead a little bit. Lizzie warns him not to go too far, but she's having too much fun smiling into a mirror to notice that he's disappeared around a corner. Yeah, so she stands there smiling into a mirror and she's like, don't go too far, Luke. He's like, I'm going to go far. And she's like, please don't do that, Luke. I'm still in the front of this mirror. (laughs) It's really dumb. She eventually snaps out of it and starts calling out for him. But she also can't resist doing a beautiful little pirouette in front of him. <laughs> in front of a wall of peers. I love the musical She's like, thing Luke, I'm serious. And then like, <laughs> little ballet. I love that. I love it. She does a little, little turn, a pirouette. Clearly, a, clearly she has a ballerina practice. But it does this really beautiful musical thing (laughs) it's gorgeous i couldn't wait for you to rip that apart (laughs) i love it (laughs) me too he he like could be dead right now (laughs) she's like (laughs) she's like time to practice my ballerina turn (laughs) luke's disembodied voice says lizzie try and find me she smiles and starts looking around and she finds a mirror door and walks through it into a big room with mirrored walls and a checkerboard floor. Mm-hmm. We see Luke somewhere else and he says, Lizzie, I'm lost. And there's like five of him because of the mirrors and it looks cool. It does, yeah. I like this part. The problem with it is, spoilers, it lasts for like ten minutes. It does. It's most of this episode. And like this this part doesn't matter at all to the no your picture honestly we could probably speed through it a little bit but i do love the part where luke is running around in his tiny room because he's in the same kind of tiny room and he's like lizzie i'm lost but like the room isn't that big so i mean you're lost yeah but like you're not i don't know yeah but whatever lizzie assures luke that she's coming but luke is just freaking the fuck out she walks around the room but now she can't find the door Uh and it looks like maybe the room has gotten a little smaller Very sweet. She calls out for anyone who can hear her, and the lights go out a bit from behind her as we see a vampire-looking monster standing there with its arms across its chest. Yeah, a fucking Cenobite. 
from Hellraiser just up, is behind her. Yeah, it's weird. But cool? It is cool, cool I guess. Yeah, I like it. It growls, and Lizzie is just like, um, is anybody there? <laughs> <laughs> the monster teleports in front of her, and she takes a step back. Then it disappears yeah. again. Okay. But Lizzie stops giving a shit about the monster immediately, and she notices that she's not reflected in the mirrors anymore, and asks, What's happening? That's the scariest thing. So, I mean, they went towards the House of Mirrors, but it seems like they're kind of in Vampire Village anyway. Like, there's this weird vampire monster, and also, she's disappeared from the mirror. She's becoming one herself. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Maybe it's better in the book or something, but, like, I didn't get enough context, really, to... I don't I don't think that's it I'm just trying to I know I'm trying to piece something together from absolutely nothing it makes sense in a really stupid way Brandon (laughs) so thank you for that (laughs) then the monster appears in front of her again and it's wearing a black and red robe that looks like a band jacket Mm -hmm. and he roars at her and she screams us into a commercial break oh man well, at least when we come back, we can find out what happens to Lizzie, right? <laughs> uh, when we come back, we're with mom and dad. Oh, what? Boring. <laughs> They're walking around the empty park, and mom has her arms crossed, oh, clearly no. not having any fun at all. She is not happy. There's a scream in the distance, and mom is like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> dad tells her, it's Horrorland, baby. Okay, cool. We cut back to Lizzie quickly, and she yells out, can anybody hear me? Then we go back to mom and dad. So oh, well, that was pointless. Oh, first, first of all, though, the, the zombie, or I'm sorry, the vampire monster just like fades into the mirror as she just kind of watches it happen a little bit. And then she asks <laughs> if anybody can hear her. So, yeah, she doesn't care about the monster. So, like, stop trying, dude. It's not working. Yeah, right. You tried three separate times. <laughs> it didn't work once. <laughs> mom and dad walk up to an empty market stall. And then, like every other time, a goblin monster pops up and startles them. Like He's dressed guy. like a movie usher, and oh. he goes, Hi there, folks. You look mighty thirsty. You bitches look thirsty. <laughs> he sounds like <laughs> Mr. Dink from from Doug. He's like, ha <laughs> ha. Like, I like this guy. All right. Like, you guys look thirsty. <laughs> Great. You're not wrong. <laughs> He's He's Mr. Dink. <laughs> uh, we can see on the menu in front of in front of the shop some some of the things there's a crunchy cockroaches mm-hmm. there's beetle burgers Love. there's finger fries and toenail tacos which one would you choose you know i'm getting the tacos I don't care uh, right who's not gonna know. get tacos hello dad orders two monster punches back with lizzie the oh. walls are definitely closing in now i was just and she yells for help dad. Okay, well, that's that's enough Lizzie, because we're back oh, with Mom okay. and Dad. <laughs> okay. The monster serves up a couple of punches, served in paper cups with T-Rex lids on them for some reason. Dude, those T-Rex lids are fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, they're sick as hell, but I don't know, like, why. If they, that's they just what they so... had on the set. I don't know. I love them. I wish I had one. The monster pulls his fingernail up and starts squirting some kind of liquid... From underneath his fingernail into the cups. Yeah. And mom and dad are pretty grossed out. They take the drinks hesitantly. Meanwhile, during this whole scene, we keep cutting back to Lizzie as she struggles to not be crushed by the walls. Anyway, back to the important stuff. (laughs) Mom and dad ask the monster if he knows where Zoo Gardens is. He says, never heard of it. 
Then they ask where the phones are, and he tells them that there ain't no goddamn phones in Horrorland. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Get out of here. Mom pulls Dad like one step away and says, Let's find the kids. I want to get out of here. The monster gets entirely too excited and says, Kids? You have kids? Right. Weird. Dad tells the monster that they just ran off to ride the rides, and the monster goes, <clears throat> and starts rubbing his hands. Uh-huh. Mom is like, the fuck? And Mr. Monster says, oh, it's just parents don't usually let their kids just run around horror land. I'm sure they'll be just fine. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so we ironically cut to Lizzie in the room being crushed to death. Love it. Then... Just before she's murdered, a trap floor gives way and she begins to fall. Uh-huh. Uh, now, we see Lizzie falling, or more accurately, she's like floating, yeah. uh, through a rainbow-colored vortex. Yep. I don't have anything to say about it. It makes sense <laughs> to me. Perfectly good. There's nothing more to say. That's That's that. So moving on, <laughs> she ends up falling out of some kind of sewer drain or something, and a monster is waiting there to ask her how she enjoyed the house of mirrors. She doesn't look too happy, and she asks where her brother is. Just then, Luke jumps out to say, that was great! Can I do it again? Lizzie is like, fuck that, I almost got crushed. She wants to just get out of there, but Luke insists on trying more rides. He tries to blackmail her, saying that he'll tell Alan Markwood's that she thinks he's cute. Oh, that'd be so embarrassing. I know. Best I better go on another life-threatening ride in fucking hell. Yeah, she doesn't want to be embarrassed in front of her crush. Come on. Well, her crush probably got raptured, so, you know. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> she tells him, you better not. And he says, okay, just one more ride. How about please just move along with the fucking story? <laughs> they see a sign literally right in front of them for a ride called the Coffin Cruise. It's written on the lid of a coffin with a fake skeleton inside. Lizzie tells him she's not ready to get into a coffin. And he says, maybe it ends with a drop into a waterfall or something. Yeah, so don't go on it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, something in the negative column, Luke. <laughs> if he wants excitement like that, just go on, on one of the big old roller coasters you saw in the distance as you were driving up, right? No, no, no. Don't do anything <laughs> exciting. <laughs> go on a boring cruise. Don't do anything uh, expensive. <laughs> they don't oh, have the budget true. for that. No. So reluctantly, Lizzie follows him toward the ride. Back at the designated meeting point, Mom and Dad are pacing back and forth, wondering where the kids are. Then they see another family, parents and children, being escorted by monsters through a door leading to a weird bunker thing. A sign on the door says, Horrors only. No humans allowed. Mom seems pretty concerned by this because, according to her, they didn't look too happy, and she says that they almost looked like prisoners. Shut up, Mom. Dad clearly thinks she's nuts, but he humors her, telling her that he'll check it out. So he goes up to that no-humans-allowed door, and we hear the sound of laughter and applause. Oh, okay. Everything's cool, then. Yeah. He, t he tells his wife that she may be getting a little paranoid. Well, she did see Satan today, so, like, I get it. <laughs> Give her a break. Her <laughs> psyche has been shattered. Everything she thought she knew, she don't know. We cut back to the kids. They're sitting in an open coffins by the dock on a fast-moving river. 
A monster pushes them off the dock and into the stream, telling them, Enjoy the ride. It may be your last. <laughs> these props look pretty expensive, though. These uh, coffins. They just yeah, have them, like, they're, they're like water. coffins. Really cool I don't know. If, I don't know if they make, like, coffin boats as, like, a thing. I, I mean, why would they? Well, I guess they could <laughs> for Vikings, right? I don't know. <laughs> we see the kids lazily floating down the river. Lizzie thinks it's actually kind of relaxing, but Luke thinks that it's boring. All right. Then the coffin lid slams down on Lizzie's coffin. <laughs> then next part. on Luke's coffin, but <laughs> he's kind of sitting up, so it hits him <laughs> on the head and knocks him down. <laughs> Which doesn't look planned. No, it looks hilarious. <laughs> he just slams on his fucking head. <laughs> he like bounces off his head as he crumples down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't be laughing at a kid getting his head hit by a coffin lid, but like it's it was unexpected and it was really funny to me. Yeah, uh, it's the best part of the episode. It was so good. Anyway, we can skip ahead about three minutes now, right? <laughs> <laughs> good one. Lizzie bangs on the lid and yells "Open up!" a few times, but then she calms down a bit and tells herself, "Relax, it's just a ride." Uh-huh. That works for like three seconds. Then she's panicking again. The coffin oh, okay. starts to enter some big rapids. Meanwhile, Luke is just lying still in his coffin, smiling like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, because of the brain damage. It's because if he closes his eyes and sleeps, he'll die because he has a concussion. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so he's just sitting there smiling until a tarantula enters the frame and crawls beside his head and he and then he whips his coconut bowl cut hair over and says <gasps> <laughs> he freaks out and then we see the coffins coming back to the dock when luke gets out the spider isn't there mm-hmm. and he tells lizzie why did you let me go on that thing let's get out of here oh my god yeah. why did you force me onto this ride lizzie you you, you bitch <laughs> why did you let me blackmail you <laughs> We cut to later. The kids are walking through the woods. Lizzie says, I just wish I was in Zoo Gardens watching sheep. Oh my god. Sure Zoo Garden has more. (laughs) A security camera balanced on what looks like a broomstick moves to watch the kids. Mm -hmm. Then we get some creeper cam of someone watching and giggling as the kids walk. There's a roar from somewhere deeper in the woods. The kids stop for a second to make out where it's coming from, but then they decide to just keep moving. Yeah. This last part of the episode is just kind of like... Yeah, it really is. I'm almost done with my notes here. Thank God. They reach a crossroads, and someone's hand silently grabs Lizzie's shoulder. It's just Dad. I will say, Brandon, there is a funny part where the kids are walking through the forest or whatever, and they pass by a small tree, and there's a horror behind it, like, very clearly visible there that they would see and be like, holy shit, another fucking demon. But that doesn't happen. They just ignore it. Yeah. They ignore a lot. Warning signs, red flags. Fireballs. Dad tells the kids that they're just getting the fuck out of there now. <laughs> and that there is something not quite right about Horrorland. Luke agrees that Horrorland is like real or something. They all sneak through the woods together and we see a group of the monsters watching them and following them. When the family reaches the front gate, they find that it's locked. What? From inside the park, they see that the back of the welcome sign says, No exit. No one leaves Horrorland alive. Okay. Dad is like, what's the hubba? And he starts threatening <laughs> lawsuits. Mom tells him to go find the manager. 
Yeah, Mom Karen is all like, I want to speak to these <laughs> managers over here. I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's like the one time where it's like justified. <laughs> the one time, yeah. Yeah. Don't ever speak to managers. But when Dad goes to look for someone, they all get surrounded by the monsters. One of the monsters says, leaving so soon? And that's the end of part one, Cortland. Oh, okay. Yep. Just when it's going to get maybe good. (laughs) (laughs) Almost, maybe. So, yeah. That's uh, that's the end of part one. I think you you put it pretty well uh, at the beginning, but nothing much happens here. No, I didn't. I get upset. A little bit because like the rides that they go on are really boring and they just take too long. Like this could have been a one parter. I get why they didn't. It's a really big book, I assume. People really liked it or whatever. Like I get wanting to do a two parter for the money. And uh obviously you didn't use a lot of budget in this episode. Um so it's kind of a win 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 for Arl Stein. I guess. Yeah. The the park is very low budget. It's just very shabby looking tents. For all of the exhibits and rides in the middle of some woods. I liked the set better on Shocker on Shock Street. Yeah, that was clearly like in an amusement park or something. Yeah. This one just showed one in the distance. And then once they get there, it's like, this is Arl Stein's backyard. (laughs) Right. This is the trails that Arl Stein walks on every day when he gets his exercise. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, not the best, but maybe it's leading to something something nah. something uh, resembling a payoff Ooh, right well okay um well Cortland, there's not that many characters in the story so let's meet them now okay yeah there's only like four of them. so first first of all we have lizzie morris played by heather brown mm-hmm. lizzie i mean heather <laughs> <laughs> heather okay. has not been in that many things but we have seen her before Oh, okay. Did you recognize her at all? Um, I didn't. Where's she from? She's from the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, The Tale of the Hatching, where she played Jazz. Oh, she did that sick robot impression. Remember that? So she's amazing. Okay. I don't remember if we talked about uh, their roles back then, but she's been in uh, an episode of Kung Fu The Legend Continues. Uh, She was in Twice in a Lifetime TV series. And her final role was in an episode of a show called Headland, where she played a psychiatric nurse. Wow. All right. Cool. Uh, which is, uh, I mean, it's surprising because I think she was actually really good in both this and Hatching. I do too. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, whatever. Does what yeah. she wants to does. Next, we have Luke Morris, played by Michael Kalos, who I would think isn't in a lot of things because he doesn't have an IMDb profile picture, mm-hmm. but he's actually been in a decent amount of things. Yeah, you're right, right. Okay. So his first role was in something we've already seen before, Cortland. Did you recognize him? I very much doubt it. Uh, no. Okay, well, your boy Michael played the ghost in Are You Afraid of the Darks? The Tale of the Frozen Ghost. He played, honestly, one of the most iconic monsters in Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah. <sighs> wow. He's cold, man. He's cold. He's cold. cold. That's crazy. I I did not see it. I still don't see it. And you know what? Quite frankly, I don't believe it. <laughs> Especially considering he was uncredited for the role. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to say that the Frozen Ghost role suits his acting ability a bit better than mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
his character in Goosebumps. Um, yeah, but anyway, he he was in a 36 episode of The Busy World of Richard Scary, awesome. which is, you know, it's something. He had voice roles in something called Princess Sissy for 19 episodes. He was in 48 episodes of Arthur as... Dora Winifred Reed? D.W. Reed? He was D.W.? What? <laughs> um, okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> IMDb says he was D.W. Okay. All right. He was D.W. He I was guess. D.W., I guess. And uh, his final role was in 2010. He was in the Lady Gaga Born This Way music video. Oh, cool. Okay. I was in there, too. <laughs> yeah, we all were. It's nothing special, Michael Callas. <laughs> all right. Next, we have Dad, who's played by Jonathan Whitaker. Hmm. And Jonathan has been in a fuckload of things. I can 113 see that. IMDb credits. He started his career... In Three Men and a Baby, where he played Adam. I don't know who that is, but he's not one of the three men, so it doesn't matter. He's probably the baby then, right? <laughs> <laughs> probably. He was also in an episode of Forever Night as Dreyfus, which is probably a vampire. Based yeah. on uh, what I know about vampires. Uh, he was in an episode of Xena. Awesome. He was in Lung- Kung Fu The Legend Continues, like most people. <laughs> and Dracula 2000. Oh, okay. So vampires are his thing, I guess. Uh, uh, I'm going to skip a couple of decades and go to his most recent roles. He was in a TV movie called Loving Christmas, which was definitely on the Hallmark Channel. Who's in Sci-Fi? Uh, and sure, Sci-Fi Chronicles of the Paranormal. So many things. Uh, Land of the Dead, he was in that. Uh, Heartland, uh, The Firm. I'm just kind of reading things. Uh, Things that people might have actually heard of. Yes, he was yes. also he also played Mike Pence in "You Got Trumped" in the first one hundred days. <laughs> okay, well. sure, he's an old white man. Yeah. Oh boy. Lastly, we have Mom, who's played by Kirsten Bishop, who unfortunately passed away in two thousand fourteen. Aww, fifty years old, very Damn. young. Okay, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, she has fifty five credits. Her first role was in The Little Mermaid, a 1975 adaptation. Oh, God. That's one of those weird Japanese adaptations, isn't it? Yep, it is. I'm sure, because she uh, has some some anime voice acting here. 58 episodes of Sailor Moon. Ah, uh, gotcha. So, she was another voice actor. I'm trying to find something interesting here other than all this boring shit. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> no, she was nothing good. Oh, uh... <laughs> Sailor Moon's a lot, though, I won't say. Yeah, she was in Sailor Moon. And uh, Jerry and Tom, which I'm going to have to go check the description of that. (laughs) What the fuck? Jerry and Tom? (laughs) Tom and Jerry. The description begins with Tom and Jerry are two hitmen. You can't name your movie Jerry and Tom. (laughs) And then be like, anyway, it's just Tom and Jerry. (laughs) And they're hitmen. They work by day at a third-rate, second-hand car dealership. Okay, third-rate. Second hand. Yawn, yawn, yawn. It sounds like bullshit. It's boring. It's got Sam Rockwell in it. It's all you need to know. <sighs> Alright. Enough of those. Anyway, that's the last of the cast. Alright. Alright. Um I mean moral, I think uh I think we'll save that for next week. Okay. Yeah. There's no moral in this except uh be a better parent. 
Be a better parent. Uh, Even if you don't have kids, be a better parent. If Satan's throwing fireballs at you, probably don't go that way. <laughs> don't don't keep moving forward to him. Yeah. If like everything in your life is telling you to go away, not be in this place, we're trying to kill you. Yeah. Sleep. Don't be here. Like yeah. Get the hint and go. And Dad, ask for fucking directions. That's the real moral story, y'all. All right. Well, Cortland, you're you can't guess what happens in the next part of this episode. I, I can't. Feel like I shouldn't even ask you. <laughs> no. Well, let me say. Um, so here's the thing, go you guys. Ahead. We've already seen part two because uh, we're going to be actually double recording. Um, it's a little behind the scenes stuff right there. But uh, I'd like to tell you what I thought part two was going to be. Yes. I, I I know that we've seen Spirited Away. Um, there was some pig squealing a bit in some of this episode. I thought mm-hmm. for sure, because when the when the horror is all like, oh, you got kids? You know, I thought that the kids were going to be, like, forced into, like, servitude, and the parents were going to get, like, eaten or transformed into a, an animal or something like that. You know? Sure. I don't know why else he would be excited that they had kids, even though... Story-wise, you probably should already know that. But whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Um, I I can't wait to discuss part two of this. I can't wait either. Thankfully, it won't be that much longer. <laughs> Don't we will to. be. <laughs> the first time right. ever. Well, I've recordings. been up all night. I will talk to you soon, Cortland. Sounds good. All right. Let's do it. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Getting hungry.